taha o uh, o tok papa note note white wo ho pupu ho ningi ningi matangira ngai tamaterangi me ngati pahaukera te taha tok mama no ngati kangunu ki hiretanga ngati hawea ngati hori ngati hinemo no no te waipatu ara ko kahurana ki te manga ke te wairua ko whakapuna ki te manga e iwa o ongawa tomariki o te whana kei raro i kenen ui te tauhuata rawa ko ringa hora hini ngākau Tamahuata is synonymous with Māori performing arts. At the recent Ngā Taonga Toi a Te Wakatui, the Creative New Zealand Awards, he received Te Tohu Toi Ke for making a difference to the arts. In March this year, I visited Te Whariwaranga Tāpere o Takitimu, the Takitimu Performing Arts School in Hastings, where we began our conversation with me first asking how performing and, more importantly, music, became part of his life. Well, we, we grew up in it. I grew up in it with, with, my, um, with my dad and all his uh, church work. He, he developed, um, y- you know, this whole process of using the art form for his karakia uh, and in his mission work, and we grew up with it. We grew up around uh, Marae, we grew up uh, immersed in uh, waiatāringa, all forms of performing arts. I was born in Rotorua when my mm. dad was a minister at the Tengai Parish in uh, Te Arawa. And um, the two sisters who looked after our whānau was uh, Kai Rangi and her wow. sister, uh, Bab Ngātai. And, um, and so dad did a whole lot of mission work there and there's himself and, and another minister called uh, Sam Rangihu, who's at Ohenamutu. And between the two of them, they just um, just did a whole lot of whole lot of work. From there, we then moved to Waikato. Our mum and dad put me and my brothers into um, into a school in Hamilton called Southall Southwell, and um, it was a church school, um, private prep school. And there, we came into contact with um, opera. That's where we came in contact with that art form. Quite fascinating, you know. Uh, orchestras, uh, theatre, lighting. Opened up your eyes yeah, to yeah. a new... And so, you know, being a, probably immersed in... Uh, well, they call it kapahaka today. We didn't actually call it kapahaka in those days, but... What you call it? Oh, oh we, we just called it waiata, you know. And then from uh, Sutherland, Hamilton... Yep. Um, we then went to St Stephen's in Auckland, Tipin. And when we got there, there was only five Pākehā. <laughs> you know, so it's quite a quadrant. Talk about all these culture shocks, eh, from Rotsara to Hamilton to... Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, of course, that was, you know, they had the, the cultural groups there and, uh, you know, totally immersed in, in all those, those times. And, you know, I, I really 
did develop a, a quite a like uh, for for the culture and the performing arts and and um, you know my brother and them they had we had a band and we had singing groups and then um, uh, you know we used to have these transistor radios yep. that you just allocate the allocate a clip onto the downpipes of the uh, uh, of the school yeah from the roof. In the bathroom. Uh, oh no, outside. You know, they oh, have yeah, the downpipes from the yes. from the gutter. Yep. Yeah, we just put our alligator clips in there, and and then transistor radio, listen to radio Hodaki and all those those types of radio stations coming through. And and of course, the thing that struck me, we were doing a lot of composition, and we were involved with the you know composers in those days, from Peter uh, Awatere to Kingi Haka and. And uh, then my dad was involved with all those other groups, the Howard Morrison Quartet, and, and we see a lot of artists and so on. But then, then this, um, you know, I remember at school listening on the transistor radio, and this group called the Beatles came out, eh? Mm. Oh, they, whoa, you know, that, and they just conquered the world with their music. And uh, that's when I really got a sort of bit of inkling about it. What's your favourite Beatles song? Or what song did you hear that made you go, whoa? Oh, you know, a whole lot of them. Yeah. You know, she, you know, she loves you, yeah, 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 all that sort of thing. And, and then you followed their, their music as it went through and it's pretty dynamic, you know, some of the stuff they did. When I left school, I went to New Zealand and worked for a while. There. You left Tipin, uh, Tipine? Yeah, left Tipine, and then I went to, uh, I worked with in New Zealand because they shoulder tapped a few of us boys to go and get a Māori presence in, uh, in New Zealand. What so, were you doing at in New Zealand? I, I, I was in um, the finance division, you know, ticketing and and all that sort of stuff. It it was okay. You well, you know. would have been, what, 18, 17, 18? 17, something like that. Not too bad for... Yeah, yeah. And then um, then I decided that, uh, and I was sort of the, um, the leader for uh, the Auckland Anglican Māori Club with uh, under King Ihaka, and so we did a few things there, but there was nothing in New Zealand going in terms of training. And so I made that pilgrimage to Australia to do that. And, um, and I learned everything I could about the art form uh, from, you know, that time that was the height of the Māori show bands in Australia. Of course, Australia. Mighty Volcanics. And, yeah, and, and uh, you know, they, they had all the main, yeah. they had all the main clubs. And I remember going at King's Cross and seeing their first Māori show band. I've even forgotten their name. But when they came on, I thought, well, this is another world. These guys were just pumping in another world. But you were looking at your own Māori faces looking back at you in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well. Uh, and so that was a huge learning curve.
we ended up putting a group together too, and so we did the circuit there uh, for years. Uh, and then in between that time, I then trained in uh, theatre, uh, staging, lighting, sound, put myself through... Uh, you were doing this by yourself? You went to Aussie by yourself? I went there by myself, yeah, yeah. And uh, just... But I ended up marrying over there. Yep. Uh, but I... Um, then I went and worked for a guy called Reg Grundy. Um, whilst I was still doing the clubs and everything, and and uh, there was a position that opened up there, and uh, I think I started off as his, uh, his chauffeur, but uh, then they, they asked if I'd go into production uh, with the uh, Reg Grundy. Grundy, that name sounds familiar. Did they do Sons and Daughters? Uh, oh, oh, there was a whole lot of things. They did a whole lot of game shows. Oh, yeah, because yeah. just that big gold G at the end of credits, I remember watching back as a kid. That's, would that be the same? Oh. Yeah, he, he made a lot of money. Uh, but some of his shows, eh, they were so shocking. <laughs> but they made the money, you know. Yep. And uh, he got into himself to a position where he had... Um, he, he had he commanded about um, uh, seven seven nights a week with his shows. Every channel. Gosh, he had a bit of a monopoly. Yep. So you drove him around for a while, then you became part of the production team. Yeah, his um, uh, two IC, his two IC went. Um, he knew I was in in uh, the music game, and he was in he he was an old music. Fellow too, so he said, ah, you better come into the production team. And so we would head a number of us, a uh, number of Reg Grundy shows. He had country and western shows, he had road shows, and and uh, I used to work and uh, go and do his shows at, at the different channels Channel 9, Channel 7, all those things. I was like a bit of a, what did they? <laughs> well, there were no Maoris around, but. Not in, in TV channels, and and uh, but there are a lot of Kiwis there mm. in, uh, in television. So anyway, that's why I really got got the feel for it. Got the feel for the yeah, and and, and uh, I went there on purpose to do that, uh, to learn to learn the industry, and, and the club scene and the food and beverage, and uh, it took me fourteen years, uh, and in that time. Uh, I started one of the ones who started the Sydney Māori Festival over there. Was over there because um, yeah. you felt there was a shortage of things Māori over there. Hey, were there lots of Māori and nothing for Māori as a platform? Yeah. So therefore, yeah, you right. started. That's right. Um, we had there were a lot of entertainers, uh, certainly a lot of bands, a lot of singing groups. Uh, they were everywhere. You know, you couldn't get into the nightclubs from about. Uh, <laughs> oh, Wednesday to Sunday. They, they were just packed. You know, at one stage when, when we started doing the circuit there, uh, you know, we were doing about 14 shows a week. Gee, that's a lot. Yeah, it that's is. That's like two a night. That's right. And, and that's how the, the Māori uh, groups actually monopolised uh, that whole scene. They were the ones being toured to. Uh, Great Britain and um, the East and the States and everywhere. S Sydney was a springboard. 
So is it the height of the volcano, as we mentioned a little bit, the volcanics? Yep. That's when Tui Tika and them were all in the volcanics. Yeah. And the two top groups at that time was uh, volcanics and the Quintikis. They had the um, Kiwis. They had a whole lot of groups there. Those were the two two standout show band groups, you know. The volcanics with uh, Tui Tika and all them, you know, they had... They, they were just in the class of their own. By 1981, 82, that's when I came home to put the plan into place, basically, how we could actually set up something like this. Okay, so when did the idea of Kahurangi Māori Dance Theatre come about? Well, first of all, it was a school. Yep. We needed to have a training school. And when I came home here, people would, were trying to get various things off with haka and music and, and so on. But we'd had a plan, you know. I came home with a plan. And we'd developed it over there through, through our... Uh, our little collective in Australia, we developed what we needed to do. School, all the various components, training components, what was required to get our people into the industry. And so um, I went, you know, the labour departments and all that were controlling all these schemes, and I put up one, you know, they, they weren't really for that at all. You was know. that the era of trade training schemes? Trade training, PEP, all those types of programs on the marae and yes. everything. And, and No one what, wanted to look at uh, the arts. Hakawaya, the, the no. arts. Yeah, no, no, no way. You know. Because they didn't see value in it or they didn't... Nobody had done it. Nobody had done it. So here I am, new kid on the block, <laughs> introduce all this sort of stuff in. Anyway, after a long time of going backwards and forwards to the Labour Department, they gave me a start with the lowest paid scheme that was going and in the shortest amount of time and all, all that sort of thing. And I started uh, with uh, ten, 10 really young people. Um, and we, well, what about the school, though? You needed a facility. Oh, yeah, I, we had a little room. A little room, room. on town. the site where we are no, now. No, oh, no, 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 in town. In town in Hastings. Yeah, yep. yeah it was, and and uh, ended up we got too big for that for that place because, you know, one office, and and it was where I was kind of based. It was a council community office, and so in the end, I think they really gave me the words. They you know, <laughs> can't carry on like this, um, but we were pretty successful that and it was, and, and then we got a, a church hall that we then began to rent. And, oh, the first program they gave me, I decided we, we got all the, the 10 students, we held them for whatever it was, six, seven months, and then the rule was we had to find some employment for them. Mm. And that's when I formed the Kahurangi. I said, OK, here's the school, I need to separate it, and I formed this group called Kahurangi.
and uh, we then went out and started to do shows. That was in what year was that? Uh, 83. 83. Yeah, 83. And then um, off we went, you know, winging a prayer. Uh, you composed the material? Composed all the material, trained all the performers, trained even their supervisors, had to train everybody, you know, and I had to train them into the disciplines, you know. Everybody could do a haka, but I needed to, them to do it consistently a thousand times. Dad became a, quite a heavy influence in it. You know, he looked at some of this lot that we bought in, and you know, he just said, "Oh God, you, you must have every druggie and alcoholic in town here." You know. And just mention your dad's name again. My dad, Kenan Huata. and he, he said, "Gee, I don't know what you're going to get out of this lot." You know, defining moment, defining. Because I said to him, oh, "I believe in this kaupapa." If I can get the discipline in, you know, we're world beaters. And so when he heard that, he said, okay, let's go. And then he stuck with the kaupapa for that. And also at that time, when I got home, the whole landscape had changed. You know, Māori dim, you know, Hastings used to be sharp dresses. You know, always on top of their game. This was Hastings. I got back here, and then there was bandanas, blacks, gumboots. You know, I'm looking around. Hell, what's happened? But, you know, this is a 14-year span. 14-year span. You know, Rastafarian was in here, and um, drugs was everywhere. All those sorts of things. We didn't, we got nothing on a plate. And you mean putia? You mean money? Anything. Oh. Putia, getting... Uh, getting bookings or anything like that. And nothing was given off plate, you know, we had to really work our way through all that. Um, but that was, you know, when I look back, I said, oh, that's part of the part of the journey, you know. So, but we just, you know, I decided with my dad, I said, look, our people are not turned on by the traditional waiata. They were saying, oh, a bit boring. You know, uh, so we had to develop the elements to bring that in. So I started with the music of the day. I brought in musicians, and you know, to basically get our people moving, moving to the beat, and then moving the waiata and all that in through that element. 